I was like, rah, you really just said that? I was like, that is so rude. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Too Many Tabs, my podcast about stress, mental health, anxiety, and some of the ways I've experienced it, and just talking about it just in general, having an open, honest conversation. I just wanted to create this space on the internet where we can all just come and talk about our problems, free of judgment, because I know especially coming from a black background it can be hard sometimes to talk to your parents about some of the things that you may be dealing with but yeah so every week I'll be picking a new topic to talk about and just some of my own experiences with the different things that have happened so let's get started so yeah let's talk too many tabs so I remember I was scrolling on Pinterest one day and I saw a post and it was like my brain has too many tabs open and I was like yes that's literally me like I've got all these tabs open all the time I'm literally I'm sure we don't do this anymore but like the CEO I'm literally the CEO of overthinking so I was like do you know what I want to talk about this I want to have a conversation about all the things we overthink about and like Okay, let's for a moment, everyone just think about something that you stressed about all the time back in the day. Okay, now that you thought about it, does it matter now? I'm assuming you said no. If you didn't, I'm so sorry. But yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. So we spent all this time overthinking to literally not even think about it within the next year or the next couple of years. So it's a bit pointless. So yeah, I was like, let me think about this overthink about overthinking I was like let me think about this and I was like that sounds like a good name to call something so I was like okay too many tabs that's going to be the name of whatever project I was going to do because at the time I wasn't sure if I wanted to start a podcast or not but yeah so that's where the name kind of came from when the first lockdown started I remember I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race so I managed to finish all 12 seasons and all five seasons of All Stars as well. And I noticed something, because I was watching these seasons after season, and I noticed there would always be someone within the first or second episode that would start doubting themselves and think, am I good enough to be here? Maybe I should just go home. And I was like, bitches are always giving up so easily. Why are they doing that? And then I was like, fuck. I'm bitches. My first instinct is to just give up on things when they get too hard. And it can be so overwhelming. Like, you could think, oh my gosh, like, I just can't do it. But I wanted to change that. I was like, why is it that my first instinct is to just give up as soon as something gets hard? I wanted to figure out why I I was so quick to give up and try and change that mindset of as soon as something was difficult for me, starting to beat myself up about it and saying, oh, you're not good enough to do it or 
you know, you got here at, by accident or something like that. So I was like, no, we got to change this, you know. So I feel like I've gone on this kind of journey and I'm obviously still on the journey of just overcoming some of these basically bullshit ideas about myself and just try and change that, you know. And I feel like there's certain things that I've overcome and certain things I'm still to overcome. Even with starting this podcast, I remember I was like, oh, I want to do it. And I remember I started thinking about it about like March time. And then like, obviously, lockdown and that kind of thing. And, you know, I needed to like get money so I could actually, you know, start it. And I just remember as time went on, I was like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, oh, people are just going to laugh at me. And it's just going to be a bit silly. And we need to just, like, stop overthinking things and literally just do it. And obviously that sounds so cliche, whatever. But it's cliche, but it's the truth. Like, I think we just spend so much time overthinking about what might happen afterwards and oh but what about this what about that and it's just not it's just not the way to live like in the words of my good sis she don't know me but my good sis tolly t the life this life what is it what's the fucking saying this life is for the living and that's it you just need to go out there and live like if there's something you want to do regardless of what you think your friends your family whatever are going to say about it you just need to go out there and do it because I don't know if anything told you, 2020 told you, nothing is guaranteed and you just literally don't know what's going to happen. So just enjoy your life regardless of this person, that person, the dog, the neighbour doesn't like it. Just do your thing and enjoy yourself and that's all you can do. Okay, so I guess we should talk about childhood. I've had therapy and... Mm, I guess your therapist always tells you like oh you know it always stems back to your childhood that's like one of the first things they like to ask when you go to therapy is like oh what was your childhood like and I feel like sometimes especially when I started I was like what's my childhood got to do with anything I'm here to talk about what I have going on right now but there are certain things that you go through as a child that kind of shapes how you are as an adult So my parents, they got divorced when I was quite young. And I guess to this day, I would say that it didn't really affect me. But I guess that's kind of a lie. Like, I never felt like I was missing anything. But I guess in the sense that I'm quite independent, because that's what I saw from my mum. My mum was always an independent woman looking after her kids. So I feel like that's where I get a lot of my independence from. But... I think a major thing that affected me when I was young and I guess up to a certain point until like I would say maybe a year ago maybe was education. Education was a difficult time for me. From primary school I just didn't understand things the way other people did and I felt very not worthy of things and I felt like I just struggled a lot and it just changed my mindset so I kind of grew up with this mindset of oh I'm not smart enough I'm too dumb and that kind of limited me a lot of my struggles came from me saying I can't do something before even trying it and I felt like 
that just that just really was difficult because when you tell yourself you can't do something before you've even tried you stop yourself from doing it if that makes sense so say let's say for example like when I was younger in school it was all about memory and that's literally what school is I don't care what anyone has to say school is basically just memorizing information I've heard so many people say this you literally just have to learn how to memorize and regurgitate information and I remember one of my friends was so good at memorizing things and I just told myself oh I'm not good at remembering things and that's what I carried with me for so many years was that I couldn't remember things so before even trying to remember it I just told myself oh well I can't remember it and I think that's why I did so bad in school and even as I got older when it came to learning certain things or like I mean I always managed to learn lyrics I have a piece of my brain that knows lyrics to songs that I haven't heard in like five years but I can still sing the lyrics which is crazy but I always told myself like I just can't remember I'm not I'm I've got terrible memory I can't remember things and that just stopped me from even trying you know so yeah so I felt like as I grew up I just kind of like had all these negative things that I thought about myself and I would almost I guess I mean I've been friends with my friends for like many years like since like primary school so I never got anything from them in the sense that they never really told me because I guess they were just used to me always saying oh well I'm dumb like that was my favorite thing to say oh I'm dumb anyway or like oh I'm just stupid and I would constantly say those things about myself and because they were my close friends in the sense they didn't want to say those things to me because I guess they knew that they were that it wasn't true and they always tried to challenge me but because I put myself into that mindset of oh I'm not good or I'm not good enough or I'm dumb and all of this stuff I just carried that with me and it just stopped me from excelling so much and I remember when I went to uni I mean I'll talk about this a lot more in a later episode about the whole education thing but when I went to uni I remember I was this was in second year and I had this kind of like crush on this boy and because I went into uni with such like limiting beliefs about myself and I almost felt like I got there out of chance I remember he said to me he was like oh you're so dumb and I guess I thought maybe because he was my I kind of had a crush on him it affected me more in the sense but I was like rah you really just said that I was like that is so rude and listen I guess it was just like it needed to be him to say it to me because I felt like if anyone else said it to me I wouldn't have really cared because he said it to me I remember I said to him I was like oh how could you say that like that's so rude and he was like oh but you say it all the time and from that day I stopped like I stopped saying that I was dumb even if I thought it I said I'm never saying it out loud and I think that's something I've always learned is that even if you feel shit about yourself I think it can be it can be difficult because depending on who you're talking to like for some people if it's like your close friends and you say it if they're your true friends 
they won't say it back to you. But you have to be careful what kind of image you're putting out there of yourself. And I remember I was just like, no, nah, I'm never saying this again. Even if I think it, I'm never going to let other people think that I'm, I'm not, I don't have self-worth or that I'm not good enough. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like you need to think you're like the shit 24-7 and that kind of thing. But the energy that you put out there is the energy you'll get back. So even if like you don't believe in karma or what, whatever, or just like, I don't know, energy or whatever. Say, for example, you go around, you keep telling everyone, oh, oh, I'm so dumb, I'm so dumb. And now everyone starts treating you like you're dumb. You're not going to like it. It doesn't matter how much you feel like you are dumb. When people start treating you in that way, you're not going to like it. That's 100% true. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about struggling with mental health and that kind of thing within, I'm going to say the black community, but I guess more personally within my own home as well, because obviously it's going to be different for different people. I don't know everyone's parents, so it can be quite different. But mental health within the black community is like this big, scary word, like you hear mental health, they're like, oh, God forbid, you know, and of course, God forbid, but if I'm coming to you with a problem, and your first thing to say is, oh, God forbid, and the kind of, like, you just need to pray attitude, especially if someone is really struggling at that point, I think if you're having, like, a low day, or you're feeling a bit down one day, and telling someone, okay, just pray about it, you know, that could help them. But like, say, for example, if they're depressed and they've been depressed for a really long time and they've come to you asking for that help and you tell them, oh, you just need to pray about it. Pray, praying alongside getting them the help they need can be super important. So let's talk about me in the sense of how I've dealt with it at home so me and my mum, we have a very close relationship. Like, from when I was young, I've always felt so open to share with her. And, you know, she's felt open to share with me. So I've never had that struggle where I felt like I couldn't talk to my mum. I mean, I do wish, however, that black parents especially spoke more about their own struggles I think there's this thing around being strong for your kids in the sense that you don't tell them some of the things that you've been through yourself and I think that can be quite sad for your kids well like especially for me you know dealing with all of this stuff and obviously I know my mum's not perfect in a sense but like if she would open up because like she opens up sometimes but it's very hard to get her to talk about the past like she's very much that was in the past and this is now but I think if I was to able to know that you know there were certain things she went through and I guess getting some advice on how to you know manage it and that kind of thing would be so helpful because 
you know, you would get those life lessons and hopefully that would help you to go through it yourself. But it's a very much, oh, when you're young, it's big people business. And then when you get to that age, you're big people now, but no one's trying to help you or have that conversation. And it's just like, yeah, just get on with it kind of thing. So I feel like that would be something that could be super helpful. And I feel like that's something that I'm going to give to my kids because, okay, yeah, that was a past. And maybe, I guess, it could be that. It could be trauma or, like, if they had to go with, go through really hard things, not wanting to put yourself back in there. But I think that's why it's so important to do, you know, self-reflection and therapy and this, that and the other so that you can think about those times without being triggered or thinking, oh, my God, or and, like, almost putting yourself back in that place. I don't know if I would say I'm de- I was depressed because, as well, within the way my mum raised me, it was like, don't put labels on yourself. You know, like, if I would come to her and I would say, oh, mum, I feel like I might be depressed. No, you're not depressed. That's the first thing. So there was never labels allowed to have. So I never felt like I was, I could label myself. And even now, I'm more on the side now where I'm a bit more comfortable with labels. I know a lot of people can feel quite uncomfortable with labels for things just in general across all the spectrums. But for me personally, labels are kind of a comforting way to tell me like I'm not alone, you know? I know some people don't like labels because, but I don't look at labels in a way of this thing defines me. I'm someone that has this, not to say that I have anything because I don't know, I'm still seeing my therapist and, you know, looking into that kind of stuff. But I I have this thing, but I'm Ashani. I don't, I'm not, this thing isn't me, basically. So, yeah, so then, so, yeah, so I always was super open with my mum, you know, I I had a lot of struggles in uni, and like I said, we'll speak about this in a later episode, and then coming back, and then having to deal with all the stuff outside of uni, and just becoming an adult, and stress to do with money, and, you know, finding a job, and obviously right now, it's a pandemic, it's a pandemic, um, having to deal with all of that is a lot and for me if I feel something you will know I can hide my my struggles up to a point like with friends and things I can go out and say okay we're just not gonna you know if I'm feeling a bit down that day I'm like I'm just gonna go I'm not suggesting it but like if you want to if you don't because I know for me personally if I feel a bit down and I go with my friends I know I'll feel a lot better once I'm with my friends And we are quite open in the sense that we do talk about, you know, struggles. But I don't know if we're as raw and open as we could be. But, like, say, for example, if I'm feeling down, like, shit that day, my mum will know because she's in the house with me. And I think when I first started going through just, I guess, adulthood and stress and my anxiety and all of this stuff... Initially, I was so kind of angry at my mum because I felt like, why wasn't she getting it, you know? I was going through this stuff and obviously she's older. So when you're older, you 
everything seems smaller because you're like, oh, well, I dealt with some stress when I was young and I got over it and I moved on and that kind of thing. So to her, it was like, oh, it, it, you know, you're going to pass, it's going to pass kind of thing. And I was, I just remember I was so angry at the time. I used to be get so angry, like, but I think I'm just at this point now where I'm super thankful that my mom is even willing to listen. She may not understand, but I can always talk to her if I want to. Whereas I know a lot of people don't have that. So I feel like it's good in the sense that I still have someone I can talk to. And I was even saying to my friends the other day about how I feel like this generation, so I'm 22, but this generation where we came in, well, I wasn't born with technology. I like to emphasize that a lot because, you know, I was born in 98. So there was a time when we didn't have technology. We had the TV, but we didn't have technology fully compared to like my nephews who are like literally newborn holding their flipping iPhone screens, watching, you know, whatever. But yeah, so I said to my friends, I feel like this is the hardest kind of relationship between parents and kids, especially mental health wise, because they grew up where it was just get on with it they had bigger fish to fry there was racism you know they were just trying to move from their countries to England or wherever to get better opportunities for themselves and for their kids you know so they wasn't thinking about oh well I feel quite down today it was just that very much get on with it attitude compared to us now we have all this information about mental health and how to take care of yourself and you know all of these we have so much information so when we present this information to them they almost don't get it they're like what is this mental health what is depression what is this what is that and it's like it's just that disconnect it's that massive disconnect right now between parents and and kids it was just trying to find this balance where I was able to talk to my mum but ultimately not get the help that I I need from her. But her, I guess, I think at first she was very hesitant for me to get help, like therapy and that kind of thing. I think for a lot of black people, we saw therapy as something middle-class white people got. We, it wasn't a thing of, oh, to get therapy with us. It was like, what therapy? Are you like, are you mad, basically? So I think when I finally like got the research into doing it, and I think I want to do a whole separate episode as well on this year that I had, 2019, because that was just a very, very hard year for me. But that was the year that I kind of fully accessed therapy. And I think she had seen how bad I got to the sense where it was like okay she actually needs help now and I remember we went and then I kind of like got the help I needed so after primary school where you know I struggled and that kind of thing I remember I mean I don't really I think the more you focus on things the more apparent it becomes in the sense that like I don't really remember myself being super anxious when I was younger like I can't physically see myself that anxious obviously I still had those limiting beliefs of not thinking I was good enough and that kind of thing but 
because I went to school and I saw my friends and all this other stuff, I never really thought about stress as much. But one moment that stands out a lot to me is, I think maybe like, I guess maybe year nine. I, I, I think I need to actually check the date of when. But I think it would have been like year, maybe not year eight. I'm saying like year, year nine, year ten. Um, I would bake a lot of cakes. That was like my favorite thing to do. And like I even remember my first ever Instagram post on 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 Instagram when it first came out was like a cupcake. It looked fucking disgusting. But anyway, that's how we used to use Instagram back in the day before you know these kids started doing what they're doing on Instagram now. But yeah, I used to make these cakes, and I used to have this massive thing of like envisioning what I wanted the cake to look like. It was gonna look crazy. All of the stuff on it. And it would never end up how I wanted it to. And I just remember I used to stress so much. So much because the cake never came out the way I wanted it to. And that's one of like my earlier memories of being stressed, I guess, in that sense. And I remember my sister like used to make like jokes and she used to be like, Oh, Ashani, did you make the stress cake? Because I, you could physically see it like on my face and everything that it just didn't used to come out the way I wanted it to and yeah and I just remember she used to be like oh the stress cakes because the the stress cakes they tasted the best I cannot lie like as much as I hated that she used to call them the stress cakes those were the best cakes because I used to put so much effort into them they still wouldn't visually look nice but they used to slap so they slapped but it was fine but yeah I just that was one of my earlier memories and like I guess if you know me personally, I have, like, marks on my hands and stuff from, like... I guess it's it's not... I guess it's self-harm in the sense, but, like... Basically, I used to, like, pick at my hands and I've, like, created, like, hyperpigmentation. And I don't know why I'm talking about this on the internet, but I just want to be honest and open about my own struggles and just so that other... You know, so that some... Maybe someone somewhere does something similar and they don't feel so alone so yeah so that's why I'm being so open on the internet but yeah I have like marks on my hands from like hyperpigmentation and where I used to like pick and bite at my hands and like when I go into therapy now obviously I can't do it in person but when I used to go in person I always felt like okay let me just mention this I think when I got to a point where I realized that I was doing it me and my mum just kind of thought it was eczema that I had because, you know, my family members, we all have eczema. So I just thought, oh, yes, eczema on my hands. And I, like, mention it now and I told my, like, therapist, I was like, yeah, like, I have these marks on my hands from, like, me picking at it and stuff when I'm really stressed. And, you know, some people smoke, some people drink. I don't know, I just pick at my hands. But, yeah, um, and I... And I said to him, like, yeah, I have these marks from, like, when I stress, like, that's what I do. And he was like, oh, when did it start? I was like, yeah, when did it start? And I remember I looked back at some, like, photos. And there's a photo of me in, like, St. Lucia with, like, the smallest mark. And I think that was, like, it was, like, either year eight. or no, 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 it was year nine. I think it was the summer between year nine and year ten. And obviously... If you live in the UK, you know, between that time you decide your GCSEs and everything gets more serious because you have to decide what you want to do for your GCSEs. And, you know, now now school's serious. It's not it's not a joke anymore. Like we're not joking around. Like, 
And yeah, so I remember that's when I think it started because it was like that jump into, into, you know, actually having to be serious instead than like running around and we used to do the cinnamon challenge and all that fucking shit back then. But yeah, so I think that's during the time when it got more serious. So then, you know, that was just like my, my outlet, outlet, sorry, I guess, but, but yes. So I feel like it's been a lot of doom and gloom talking about school and things. But there's one good memory that I always remember. So I remember in year seven, obviously you joined different clubs and that kind of thing. And I stumbled across gospel choir. And I never really sang in primary school, but I just decided in secondary school that it's something that I wanted to do. And our gospel choir teacher, shout out to Karen, because I feel like I wouldn't have half of the confidence I have now if I never went to gospel choir but she would always force people to sing and I remember I would always have to sing in front of people and like when we had assemblies I would have to sing in front of my whole year most of the time and I think about that now and I'm like I would never there was about 180 of us probably few less few more probably would have been less but I would never stand in front of that many people now I wouldn't even sing in front of my friends now let alone sing in front of all these people and yeah I don't know it's like I guess when you're younger you just have all this kind of confidence but like now I wouldn't even dream of it or I want to know what is something that you did when you were younger that you wouldn't even dream of doing now yeah that's that's what I want to know so let me know on the socials but yeah that was just something that just popped into my mind and I was like literally I could not do that now So I know right now it's a very difficult time. Obviously we're in a second lockdown now and it's just taken a toll on a lot of people. And obviously it took a toll on me as well. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about what has been helping me as of recently. Um, So I've kind of been like journaling And I never really thought journaling was something that I wanted to do. I find it very hard to be consistent with a lot of things. Like, that's my big, big struggle is that I'm never consistent. I do something for, like, I don't know, like, two weeks. And then I just will stop doing it. So I'll do it every day up to those two weeks. And then I'll I'll completely stop. And with journaling, I've been doing it for a couple of months now. Like, I'm not perfect. And obviously, I'm not professional. But... I've been trying my best to do it so some days I might miss a day or whatever but I've just been journaling and so every day I I guess if you're religious you might pray instead but I like to do both because I feel like writing things down as well can be super helpful for me um so yeah so I write down every day um to God and like to the universe because I kind of just like to put it out there, you know, in a sense. So I will write down every day things that I want, but you write it down in the present tense as if you already have it. So you thank the universe or God or whatever you believe in for the things you have. So you almost envision yourself already having those things and you write down 
how it makes you feel to have those things. Say, for example, you want a new job. You'll put, thank you for my new job. And then you could say, like, thank you for the money the job provides me. And you write all these things down as if you already have it. It can be difficult. I remember when I first started, I was like, but I don't have these things, so why am I writing it down as if I have it? So I started off by saying it would be so nice if I had this and I had that. And then now I just write as thank you because I've kind of got comfortable with saying thankful for things and the more you kind of like write it down and you say okay thank you for this thing you attract that energy and you you're basically putting out there that you want it and it almost has to come to you because it's law of attraction if you believe in that and yeah I feel like that's been super helpful for me the second thing that I've been so I do three different things so the second thing that I'll do is I'll write down what I'm grateful for so these are things that you already have in your life and I found this one particularly hard because I am quite grateful in a sense but I never really like thought about it too much so I kind of just was like getting on with things and like I think I more dwelled on the things I didn't have more than the things I have and obviously I'm one where I don't really like to say like oh um, I'm sad but someone has a broken leg because at the end of the day you're living your life and you can feel sorry for other people but you still have to live your life and with your own struggles but I've just been trying every day and I use like templates on like Pinterest and things like that to try and like inspire me but I'll write down things that I'm grateful for so you know it could be for family, for friends, for waking up, for not being sick because you know obviously especially right now a lot of people are sick and that kind of thing and I do these things in the morning I try and do them as soon as I wake up because it almost puts your mind and your brain into this kind of good state so you wake up and you write these things down you say what you're grateful for and you almost ask what you want and for me personally, I this it's kind of hard for me to not feel good after writing those things down. And it kind of allows me to, when I wake up, just think about good things and just go on, the, on with the day feeling really good and feeling optimistic about, you know, when I'm going to get the things that I want. Not dwelling on it, but just thinking, okay, these things are going to come to me. We're not sure what time it will come, how long it will take, but it's going to come to me when it's ready to be for me. Yeah. And then the last thing I do is just write about the day so I could write about usually I'll write about the day before and I'll say whatever it could be it could be good things or bad things or whatever. Obviously you don't want to dwell too much on the bad things but you could say I don't know. I had a really shit day yesterday but I'm looking forward to this today and just kind of just getting it's just a brain dump so it's just literally just getting any thoughts that you have out put them on the page especially if it's like you're feeling kind of sad or negative that day putting those things down on the page and just leaving them there and just getting on with your day. So those are some of the things that I've been doing during this time that have been super helpful for me. So I just wanted to share those things quickly. Um. So yeah, so that's just a bit about me. In some of the late episodes, I'll talk about therapy and I'll get into education a lot more. We'll talk about boys, work, friendships... So yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow the podcast 
on Twitter and Instagram at Too Many Tabs Pod. I'll be doing some polls because I'd love to hear from you guys and you can just keep up to date about what we'll be talking about and that kind of thing on there. And if you want to share your thoughts and opinions on the episode, let me know. And I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you next week. Bye.